Radio 191 FM podcast. Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mario, good morning. You're on Radio 191 FM. This is the Otago Museum Breakfast Show. As you just heard, it is time for our political roundup. And joining me on the phone from Wellington is John Moore and Bryce Edwards. Are you there, team? Yes, kia ora, Chris. Kia ora, team. Thank you very much for your time this morning. No problem. Uh, so, what's on the political hot plate? Well, I thought we'd talk about Jacinda Ardern today and her... Um, she did her OE this week. What's that, sorry? She did her OE. She went to London. She did indeed. She did it indeed. So um, I think one of the most interesting elements of of her trip is the attention that she's now gaining from the international media. And it, it shows that she's increasingly becoming an international political star. And I think one of the reasons why the international media are grabbing onto her is that She's someone who can be presented as the anti-Trump. So um, uh, generally the media is quite hostile to Trump, except for a few right-wing outlets like Fox. Um, She's young, she's progressive, uh, she's articulate, she knows her stuff, and and she comes across very well when she's interviewed on television, etc. So, yeah, I think this... this, um, Trip has has cemented her place in the international arena as a star. Yeah, I see that she's uh, been named in the list of a hundred top one hundred global thinkers. Is being, I understand what you're saying about the anti-Trump, but I wonder if that's enough. I mean, well, I guess she's not really <clears throat> pushing for international roles. Um, yeah. Bryce speaking here. Um, Hi, Bryce. No, I think you're right about that. Um, there's a question about style and substance here. Yeah. He's absolutely killing it in terms of style and coming up with um, what seems to have some substance, especially talking at Davos um, to all the billionaires and yep. the elite political leaders, talking about her, her government's new approach to um, economics. Which yep. he's talking about well-being economics, which will be in this new budget this year, and that really is resonating with a lot of uh, politicians. That this is a new way of doing things. That they're going to be, um, you know, measuring other things than just economic growth and inflation and surpluses. That we're going to be looking at things like poverty in terms of working out whether society is doing well. Um, looking at mental health. Uh, yeah, inequality, all those sort of social ills. And, I mean, that's kind of an idea that's been around for a long time. It's not particularly new. Yeah. But suddenly it seems like it's, she's coming at the right time, pushing forward an ideology, if you like, or a sort of new way of thinking that really contrasts with the rising kind of populism and reactionary politics, especially from the right around the world. So... You know, I, I think a lot of people are seeing that there's some style that fits with the substance. And so, yes, you'll see that uh, the Foreign Policy magazine, which is, you know, a, a very acclaimed 
intellectual magazine mm. came out and named her as one of the top global thinkers of 2019. And you know, they said that she was someone who is kind of a, yes, a liberal, um, you know, that stands out as different to where the rest of the world's going in terms of greater protectionism and immigration controls and trade wars, that she's um, a more, yeah, almost feminised version of of politics. And so um, Helen Clark wrote um, an essay also in the Foreign Policy magazine that was, yeah, really, you know, selling her. And Mm. I think that is going to have an impact. So we're going to just see Jacinda Ardern go up and up in terms of that world leader stage. Just to finish off, I think she was also helped by the fact that there was a real lack of um, world leaders at Davos. Because we had um, people like Trump, May, Macron, who weren't able to make it because of their own domestic strife. I was going to say so, they're all they're all busy tending to their own uh, their own houses. Yeah, and so it meant that um, Ardern was having to just share the stage with people like Al Gore and David Attenborough and Prince William, who were all lauding uh, the New Zealand Prime Minister as the the, the greatest new thing. So, yeah, I was I was super jealous that Jacinda got to meet David Attenborough. Yeah, that's <clears> cool. Uh, do we? In that case, uh, this might be uh, drawing a long bow, but can we can we imagine Jacinda following in Auntie Helen's footsteps and making moves at the UN after she's been Prime Minister for a bit? I think that's a long way off, but yeah, who knows? I think um, Jacinda Ardern is very, certainly very ambitious, um, and she's done well throughout her political career to get herself in... in key political positions, going back to when she was younger, when she was um, uh, head of the Socialist Youth, International Socialist Youth, which was the um, part of the grouping that uh, Labour is affiliated to, um, and, and, you know, onwards and upwards, so who knows? Um, I, I guess um, what makes her so appealing and what could make her... her um, increasingly popular with international leaders is that she's, um, I guess in a way she's sort of like neo-third way. So you had that whole sort of third way current with people, with like Tony Blair and Bill Clinton that, you know, neither hard right neoliberal and uh, neither old-fashioned uh, socialist left. Um, and it was interesting reading a UK Times magazine uh, newspaper editorial that very much spelt that out, that the idea that she represents something very fresh and new, and that, yep, she's the anti-Trump, but she's also in a sense the anti-Jeremy Corbyn, uh, less explicitly, and that she's not... Um, she's advocating new, fresh ideas, but they're not the type of ideas that will scare off uh, the right and corporate interests um, in the way that, say, Jeremy Corbyn uh, in Britain, the leader of the Labour Party is alarming some establishment figures with his sort of populist anti-establishment and even anti-capitalist uh, talk at times. So Jacinda Ardern um, very much sort of, yeah, represents anti-Trump, but also the anti-Jeremy Corbyn. So I think she has a far wider appeal uh, because of that sort of new third wave politics that she's pushing. Yeah, it's interesting hearing that when uh, in New Zealand the business community is is up in arms and terrified that she's going to outlaw money. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and, um, but she she dealt with that very well. 
Um, so, um, I mean, Labor uh, has always been very sensitive to not pissing off corporate, corporate interests. And we saw that with the Helen Clark government, where um, they were going to enact a whole lot of reforms around um, industrial law and ACC. And that all those reforms were watered down once the business community reacted in quite a negative way. And I think in a similar way, um, Jacinda has gone to the business community and said, okay, the elephant in the room is uh, low business confidence in this new government. We're going to work on that and we're going to make sure we reconnect with the business community. I'll just add on to that, uh, Chris. That yeah. Another part of Ardern's trip has also been the, the visit to Theresa May in London, and there she actually was able to make a big success, get a big success in terms of that meeting with the British Prime Minister on the day that Theresa May was supposed to be you know, um, giving her latest Brexit promise to the Parliament. Yeah. And um, in that meeting, she actually uh, negotiated uh, New Zealand-UK pact on on trade and so i think this is actually quite a big deal because it means that once the uh, uk leaves the eu they essentially are saying they will negotiate a free trade deal with uh, new zealand and so i think that is quite a coup for jacinda ardern and it yeah. will have a lot of businesses or a lot of business community very impressed with her and it shows that she has yeah really got a diplomatic coup because she's mm. impressed um britain with this as well because New Zealand has shown some solidarity with the Britain situation, and uh, and she's actually come up with the goods. So yeah, again, quite impressive for the business community. It almost seems uh, that we've gone a really long way to get back to was it the seventies when Britain joined uh, the centralised market, and the bottom fell out of New Zealand's farming industry because suddenly we couldn't sell butter and lamb to London. And now yeah. it almost feels like uh, we've come a very long drawn full circle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yes, returning to the mother country. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Uh, if you never cut the young, the apron strings, you never have to move out. Yeah, and, and, and that will be interesting to um, see uh, how um, Britain protects itself once it does, um, or presumably it, it does, uh, leave the European Union um, and whether it will reorientate towards um, uh, former colonies, uh, Commonwealth countries like New Zealand. Um, and, yeah, as Bryce said, uh, I think Jacinda Ardern uh, has, has the vision and the nous and the um, uh, the chukfa, so to say, to to push forward um, a, a public um, uh, agenda um, of re-engaging with Britain. Um, and that, that will certainly serve Britain's interests as well. Yeah. All doom and gloom uh, leaving the EU, but it can suddenly um, reignite its um, uh, relationships with um, Commonwealth countries and countries that in the past, like you said, uh, it was incredibly close with when New Zealand um, yeah, used to support uh, export um, m most of its uh, uh, meat products etc to Britain yeah uh, well uh, <clears throat> that's the thing with Brexit is that uh, Britain still has to eat yes yeah exactly um, and um, 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, it was a real coup on Jacinda's part when Brexit is the, is the leading issue in Britain and Europe at the, at the moment. Mm. And she she um, she she grabbed onto that issue and used it for um, her own benefit and I guess New Zealand's own benefit in, in um, advocating a future rela- positive relationship with Britain. Yeah, certainly very clever. Oh, shucks, I've just seen the time. Uh, sorry, we'll have to do the uh, yearly predictions next week. Sorry, team. Okay. Um, sure. Thank you very much for your time this morning, Bryce and John. Really interesting chats, as always. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Good stuff. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Thanks, team. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.